This is The Word to Stand On for Life with Pastor Ron Arbaugh. The Word is sharper than any two-edged sword. And it cuts deep into my heart. The Word to Stand On for Life is a radio ministry of Calvary Chapel in San Antonio. A live call-in show here to help you answer your questions about the Bible and how to apply the Word to your daily life. For more information on Calvary Chapel, visit our website, calvarysa.com. Get your Bible questions ready and call in now to 210-340-9585. It's the word to stand on for life with Pastor Ron Arbaugh. Welcome to the show. Thanks for tuning in. This is the date day edition of the Word to Stand on for Life. That means gorgeous Paula is live in studio with me. And all we are lacking is your phone calls and questions. Uh, this program is dedicated to taking uh, your phone calls and answering your questions, whether it's life situations, Bible situations, um, why we believe, what we believe, those kind of questions. We'll do the best that we can. All you have to do is call us, 210 210- Three four zero ninety five eighty five. That's three four zero ninety five eighty five. If you're outside the local San Antonio area, you can call toll free at eight seven seven six three zero KSLR. That's six three zero five seven five seven. You can email questions to us by emailing questions at calvarysa.com or you can use our free Calvary Chapel of San Antonio mobile app if you are driving in your car. The safest way to call is to use the free KSLR mobile app and uh, hit the call now banner at the top of the screen. You'll be connected directly to our studio producer. Paul, as always, it's good to have you here. Thank you, sweetie. What brilliant stuff have you got (laughs) for our audience today while we're waiting for phone calls? (laughs) Well, you know, the other day I was thinking about, you know, we're always saying, we want to be blessed by God. We want to be blessed by God, you know. And sometimes you say, we don't even know what blessed means, you know. We just say it so, you know, casually. Oh, Lord, bless this or bless me this way or that way. Well, I was reading in Acts. I'm in Acts. And so I took a couple of notes from, from Acts chapter 3, starting in verse 17. I'll just read this. Um, it says, now fellow Israelites. And for me, I'm, you know, now fellow Calvary Chapelites of San Antonio. I know that you acted in ignorance as did your leaders, but this is how God fulfilled what he had foretold through all the prophets, saying that his Messiah would suffer. Repent then and turn to God so that your sins may be wiped out, that times of refreshing may come from the Lord, and that he may send the Messiah who has been appointed for you, even Jesus. And then go down to verse 26. This is how we know we're blessed. When God raised up his servant, and I'll just put in Jesus, he sent him first to you to bless you. Here's how you are blessed. By turning each of you from your wicked ways. Wow. When we say we want to be blessed, that's what he's talking about in this section. By He came to bless us by turning each of us from our wicked ways. Wow. Maybe we'll pray differently because a lot of us... (laughs) We don't want to be turned away from our wicked ways. We want to do what we want to do, how we want to do it, when we want to do it. And usually it's like now, you know. Um, And so to be blessed because God knows what's best for us is for, like he said to Cain, if you do what is well, will it not go? I mean, if you do what is right, will it not go well with you? And so he wanted to bless Cain by turning him from his wicked ways. But Cain was like, nah, this is how I want to do it. And so this is this is what I'm going to do. And, you know, he wasn't blessed. So go ahead. Take off on that, Pastor Ron. I can't take off on that. Sure. Oh, that was pretty good? Well, I mean, what can we do? You know, I, I don't think often... You know, we'll, we'll say, Lord, forgive me of my sins, and we're all guilty of this. Mm-hmm. And then we just give him our shopping list. But the man or the woman that really wants to know the will of God, you mentioned it in their conversation with a woman today. Mm-hmm. Um, find out what pleases the Lord, Paul says. Mm-hmm. And the first thing that we have to do to find out what pleases the Lord is be pleasing 
And that means we got to separate any sin that we're engaged in. Mm-hmm. So the first thing we got to do if we really want to be blessed is present, um, what did Peter say, lift up holy hands mm-hmm. to the Lord. And we've got we've to understand that our connection to God is based on our desire to walk with him. And the Apostle John says that if we're with him, we can't be in the dark. So if we're in the dark, by definition, we're not with the Lord. And when we're not with the Lord, then we're unable to be blessed. Mm-hmm. And, and the word blessed in the New Testament means happy. And so many times we're frustrated with stuff and impatient. And we want to, to just... God, why is this happening? Mm-hmm. A lot of times it's because we still got that barrier of sin between us and we can't really plug in and connect. You told me the other day that, uh, and, and you know, of our two telephones, yours um, is the one that's always running out of stuff because you actually use your phone. Mm-hmm. And you were exercising and playing your music and doing all that stuff and you didn't realize that it wasn't plugged in. You thought it was, but it wasn't plugged in. Mm-hmm. And you told me, you said, I got all the way down to 10% mm-hmm. on my phone. Mm-hmm. Well, if we are with unrepentant sin, we're down to 0%. Mm-hmm. We have no chance of being blessed by the Lord. Mm-hmm. And the only way that we can fix that is to really, truly repent, mm-hmm. which means, by definition, that we have to change what we're doing. Yeah. That's a good picture, Pastor Ron, because what had happened is I had it plugged in, but it was a faulty extension cord, Mm -hmm. you know? And if we don't have the right stuff, you know, if we don't don't have Jesus as the one who we're to plug into, um, and we have this faulty extension cord, we're not going to be booted up. Yeah, think about this, Paula. How many times over the years have we been told by people who are living in open rebellion, open sin, Mm -hmm. how many times we've been told by, oh no, I'm fine with God. Mm -hmm. I'm closer to God than I've ever been. Mm -hmm. And, and, you know, they may think they're plugged in, just like you thought your phone was plugged in, but there's no connection happening. And uh, when I spoke about uh, last Friday night, when I talked about the things that we add in this walk of, san- walk of sanctification, the first one is goodness. And, and I explained it as a sort of a, a contact goodness. You know, when we're hanging out with Jesus, we mm-hmm. just get better. We, mm-hmm. we're, we're better people. We do better things. We yeah. make better choices. Yeah. But it's not because of anything we've done. It's just sort of a contact. His goodness rubs off on us. Yeah. Paul, on the other hand, says bad company corrupts good character. Mm-hmm. And uh, when we're in uh, willful sin, uh, we can say all of the flowery Christianese words, yeah. but there's no connection, and our battery's running out yeah. all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that's amazing because you, we're we're around so many people who say, "Oh yeah, I was raised in church," um, you know, and yet one of the most frustrating things <laughs> I would do. Is that, I knew you were going to oh, jump. <laughs> Yeah, I was raised in church. What does that mean? Yeah, yeah. Except you're more accountable. Yeah, yeah. That's all that means. You know, a lot of people are raised in church, but they still don't know Jesus. They just went to church because that's the thing you do. But they've not listened to the message. They've not listened. You know, the first thing that the Holy Spirit requires of us is holiness. And so many people say, I was raised in church. And then you want to say, well, why are you living with that guy that you're not married to? Why are you hanging out with these people? What? Why are you you going to the club? What? What are you doing? You know, kind of a thing. So, faulty extension cord. That's a good picture, Pastor Ryan. You know it's going to stick in my head now. Yeah. You know, we um, often um, have people look at us like, well, doesn't God want me to have fun? Yeah. So I go out and drink a little bit, and I go out and have some fun with some, some men or some women that, that you know, is, mm-hmm. but what's wrong with that? Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, the younger the people get that we're talking to, yeah. the more prevalent that kind of reasoning really is. Mm-hmm. It's like everything is okay as long as it fulfills me or satisfies me or makes me forget. You know, one of the things, Paul, I think this quarantine status is uh, accomplishing is it's Forcing people to deal with themselves 
and they can't go out and do all these things. And many of them are finding out just how empty life really is. So the point is, we've got to be connected mm-hmm. to the, the power source uh, or we're not going to be blessed. We're yeah. not going to be happy. Yeah. So when God raised up his servant, he sent him first to you. And, you know, this is personal to you, Pastor Ron, to me, Paula, to bless me by turning each of us from our wicked ways. And that's the what you're saying is, you know, being home, just Jesus and me. He's like, we can do some real business now, Paula. It's just you and me, you know. Um, when things come up, I can say, oh, Lord, mm, thank you for still loving me. Thank you for being patient with me. But I see this. I know you've been trying to tell me stuff for a long time. You know, I, I come to church, what, five days, six days a week. <laughs> <laughs> You think I'd be getting, getting all, you, all you prayed for was, Lord, give me a husband who will take me to church. Uh-huh. Yeah. And, and is God good or what? You know, so three times on Sunday, I take some good notes, Pastor Ron. And so what I really try to do is go home and relive the services. You know, okay, this is what was said. Yeah, sometimes I'm looking at Pastor Ron. Man, that's a nice shirt. He looks so <laughs> handsome, you know. And so I have to, I have to. Okay, wake up, Paula. Pay attention. I'm supposed to be listening to Jesus, not looking at Pastor Ron in a nice shirt. And so, but so I get to get three services. Yeah, I get three services because sometimes you'll say something and it'll be kind of funny. I'm like, that was funny. I'm gonna have to remember that so I can tell him that that was funny. And the Holy Spirit's like, pay attention. <laughs> I'm trying to talk to you here. Don't get sidetracked by. Looking at how handsome he is and listen to how funny he can be. Pay this, attention. This is a paid advertisement. <laughs> <laughs> what did you say, Paul? You already got the job, yeah. right? 340-9585 for your live calls and questions or toll-free 877-630-KSLR. Let's move on from me being handsome. Okay, good. Yeah, I know you're, you're kind of... You're like, stop, Paula. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. Just stop. You know what has been <laughs> kind of cool, too, though, is the opportunities to share. Because uh, quite a few people who are at home and just not used to being at home um, and can't go and do what, what they usually do, well, they're really struggling. And so um, especially the ones who are, you know, maybe a little sick and uh, they can't even have anybody come over to – you know, spend time with them, that's been very difficult. So uh, I've been saying, do you have an iPhone? Because I have an iPhone. So do you have an iPhone? And the only reason I have an iPhone is your secretary (laughs) gave me one because I'm like, why do I need this? My flip phone was fine. (laughs) But um, I can FaceTime people if they have an iPhone. I don't know how to work anything else. Um, Some have iPhones, so I'm able to... to, You're so pitiful. I know. We're doing all uh, Pastor Elaine, Sam, I need help. Ken, come do something. Fix this for me. Um, but I can see them, and we can talk, and that's been helpful. Um, but some others, you know, I can call them, and or we can still text. But the opportunities to share Jesus in a deeper way than before, because, you know, when you're busy and you're going all the time, and there's, it's like kind of quick. You know, it's kind of quick. Your answers are kind of quick, but um, a little, it's a little deeper now. You know who I, I, I need to check in with is Pamela. Pamela, if you're listening, I love you. We miss you. I need to check in with you. Um, but the opportunity to share, I had the biggest compliment the other day. Um, a lady was saying that, um, you know, Mama Paula, sometimes when I'm calling you or texting you, I want you just to give me the quick answer. And this is what she said, Pastor Ron. She said, but you always turn me to Jesus. I was like, let me record that. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Because uh, back in the day, I would think I had to come up with the answer. You know, I had to fix it or um, give her the right scripture or whatever. And now it's one of those where that Paula relax and trust me. It's like, you know what? We can pray together. And or what did Jesus say to you? Did you ask him? Um. A lot of times people want counsel. I say, well, you know, church is going to start in like 30 minutes. You can get in your car and get there because you can be sure that God knows what you need and being in fellowship with other believers and listening to the word, he's going to answer your question. 
it never fails. Instead of me taking the pressure. Say, did you tell Pastor Ron what we talked about? Uh-huh. And you know I don't. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it takes the pressure off of me to have to come up with the answer. And so God is so good. So having the opportunity to share, they have been abundant and that Philemon uh, verse 6, I pray that you may be active in sharing your faith so that you know every good thing that you have. That has been so real to me lately. You know, I mean, it's always been real, but I mean, it's really real. Because as I'm sharing, a lot of uh, the scriptures that I've, you know, if you abide me and I abide in you, then you can ask what you will. Um, Lord, you know what this person or the other side of this conversation needs. And so I don't know all the all the facts. So, Lord, help me. Yeah. As you know, Paula, that's one of my favorite verses in the New Testament. And I talk to our church here all the time. I pray that you'll be active in sharing your faith mm-hmm. so that you'll have a full understanding of every good thing that we have in Christ. And I tell our people here all the time that if you're not sharing Jesus, you don't get it. Mm-hmm. You just don't get it. Mm-hmm. And it, to, to me, it pictures like having money in the bank, which is a good thing. But it's much more fun spending the money. <laughs> of course, in this relationship, yeah. I'm the saver, you're the spender, yeah. but yeah. But, but, yeah. but it's more fun spending the money. You know it. So, you know, you, you can die with a whole bunch of money in the bank. Mm-hmm. Well, if, if we've got this treasure in the gospel of Christ, and we're not spilling it out all, yeah. all over people wherever we go, yeah. then we just don't get how valuable it is. And we make up excuses, well, like I'm too shy, or I don't know enough, or well, I just feel uncomfortable, I don't want to be rejected. Whatever the reasons are, the truth remains, if you're not sharing Jesus with people, mm-hmm. and I don't mean standing on the street corner shouting, turn or burn, oh, yeah, no. but, but, but just bringing Jesus up in conversation, mm-hmm. talking to people mm-hmm. about how good he is, mm-hmm. if you're not doing that, you don't understand the treasure that we have. Yeah. And people that don't understand the treasure, I'll go back to your earlier metaphor, aren't plugged in. They're not plugged in. I mean, it really is that straightforward. Yeah. yeah. We have that message of, you know, do you want to be blessed? Then just turn from your wicked ways, turn from your sins. And then going back to um, verse six, 19, where it says, repent. Turn to God so that your sins may be wiped out, and then this is what will happen. Times of refreshing will come from the Lord. You'll feel that forgiveness, my favorite thing about the Lord, and you can take a deep breath. You know, because we all have a conscience. We know when we're doing wrong. And to, to be forgiven, my favorite thing, times of refreshing will come. Oh, man, you know I blew it. But I asked Jesus to forgive me, and he said, okay, and I can start again. Oh, this is so good. Thank you for, and we know when people are in sin. Yeah. You know, you know, Paul, one of the things that frightens me with people now is that, um, um, you know, we, again, you said God's given us consciences. We know what we're doing is wrong. But if we overrule our consciences enough, mm-hmm. they get so seared. Uh, our hearts become so hard that we're unable to recognize it as wrong. And we deal with people all the time who simply don't understand that there are things that are right and wrong. God gets to be the one who calls those shots. Mm-hmm. And and we've got to agree with God. And, and we don't want to judge anybody. We don't want to, to, to uh, distance ourselves from people. We want to be considered cool and loving and all those things. Um, and, and we get to the point, and I think in much of our world, we have gotten to that place where we're no longer um, able to discern right and wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, we did at one time. We knew it, mm-hmm. but we no longer do. And the problem with that, of course, is that we just drift farther and farther from the Lord. Mm-hmm. Lord, help me to um, desire greater discernment. Help me to desire uh, a greater willingness to love conviction. Um, and Lord, help me to have a greater desire to want to walk in holiness and obedience to you. That should be our prayer. That really should be our prayer. You know what I was thinking too, Pastor Ron, is that urgency that you've been talking about, that sense of urgency because Jesus is coming back. 
Man, I tell you what, sometimes when you're having a conversation, um, you can feel the spiritual battle, you know, where should I say Jesus' name or is that going to turn them off? Um, is this where, you know, I say, you know, the way you just talked, that don't sound like anybody's Christian, you know, or mm. um, you're saying you're a Christian, but... Why are you doing that? Why are you doing mm. that? And, you know, we, we get a little bit afraid of bringing Jesus into the conversation because what if they get mad? What if, what if? It's all the what if. And we can what if we hurt our, their feelings? Mm-hmm. You, you know, Paula, another uh, element of the spiritual warfare, um, it's not just what happens uh, with you or with me as we're sharing, but, but when we are sharing and we're doing it faithfully, um, you, you can almost see sometimes there's like a wall between us and the person we're talking to, and you can almost see the words that we're sharing are just seeing that wall and falling short, of the, and, and the person changes the subject, uh-huh. or they just go on with the same thought kind of thing. Yeah. And it's really frightening to me because we can get that spiritually dull where we cannot hear yeah. because it's we so, don't want to hear. It's so bizarre. It's like, to me, sometimes like that slave girl who's following uh, the Apostle Paul, mm-hmm. and she's shouting. And saying all the right words. Saying the right things. She's shouting, saying, he's here to tell you how to get saved, just over and over and over again. And, and yet, you know, the, the, the people that are listening, all they can hear is her shouting. He's t- here to tell you how to get saved. But she's shouting so much, they can't hear that message. And that's what it seems like when we're talking to people. The enemy is shouting at them so much that they can say, oh, I know what you're saying. But no, they don't. They can't really hear. They're not really, you know, sometimes we can walk away from a conversation and say they didn't get it. Yeah. Often. Not sometimes. Yeah. Often. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But then we have to entrust them to the Lord. Lord, when they lay down to sleep at night, Make all the other voices go away, and they can do, just hear yours. Do, do you think, Paula, there's some element of, well, we don't want to fail, and that's why we don't share. Sure. And, um, you know, the one thing we've got to remember is we can't save anybody. We can't condemn anybody. Mm-hmm. All we can do is <laughs> declare. Sow the seed. That's yeah, our job. Yeah, you remember <laughs> back in the day when we first got here, I would lead somebody to the Lord, and then I would come home and get you. And say, babe, you got to come back to the hospital with me. What if I didn't do it right? Yeah. So, yeah, it, it, all that goes into effect. What if they die and I didn't really say the right words, you know? So, yeah, that, that's part of it. Um, I want to thank the lady who made me, because last Thursday we were talking about, um, you know, we're coming to church, we're coming back to church, and uh, in church we can't hug and so we were talking about, you know, I should have a shirt that says on the front, you know I want to hug you, and then on the back, but I can't. And so one of the ladies, um, Anna, made me a, a mask that says exactly that. You know I want to hug you, but I can't in church because we're back. And that's a really hard thing um, for me because I automatically go to hug people, but I hear your voice ring in my ear saying, Paul, we can't hug in church. And so people can read my mask. Which is killer because I'm a hugger too. Yes, sir. So, And most of the people here are too. Yeah. Um, but we're doing what we're supposed to do, you know, and um, as hard as it is, we're, we're paying attention to the mandates and we're, we're complying. Uh, and so that I, even if I go to hug somebody, they're reading my mask. Excuse me, Mama Paula, but you can't hug me. That's what it says on there. I was like, well, let's take it outside. <laughs> let's take it outside. I'll hug you outside. Um, I need to find some personal space <laughs> inside the church where I can hug people. <laughs> you know, uh, um, uh, we've talked before in the program about the genuine affection that we have for the people here and that they have for us. Yeah. And that's what happens when a body is together. You know, church isn't a place where you go and you stick out a hand and shake hands. And I realize that's fine, but 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 this is a family. You don't yeah. shake hands with your family, yeah. unless you're my dad. And yeah. 
But you don't shake hands. You you love your family. You want to be with them. You want to share things and experience things with them. And unfortunately, we live in a time where um, um, that's just not going to be like that for a while. And I don't know if it'll ever get like that. But but what I keep telling you and me together, we can't change. We can't let this this thing change us. We've got to be men and women who um, are committed to loving the people that God has put in front of us, regardless of potential consequences. Well, the first half hour is over. The phones have been quiet. 340-9585. Ladies, if you have anything you want to share with Paula or need any encouragement, 340-9585. This is the date, the edition of the show. We'll be back in two minutes. Don't have time to call into the Word to Stand On for Life? No problem. If you've got questions, you can email them to Pastor Ron at PastorRonKSLR at gmail.com. That's PastorRonKSLR at gmail.com. Welcome back to the Word to Stand On for Life. We're taking your calls at 340-9585 or toll-free 877-630-KSLR. Now, here's Pastor Ron Arbaugh. Welcome back to the second half of the Date Day Show, 340-9585. And, and to a caller, Celia, who called in and was on hold, we've had some communication problems between the downtown studio and us, so we couldn't see you, but the phones are open. You can call and there will be some way that they can let us know that you are on the line and we will get to you, and we'd love to have you call back. Paula, what's next? And we'll, we'll stop until you call sure. us because mm-hmm. she was Yeah, um, You know, last week we were talking uh, to you, with, and Jocelyn made mention of kind of going back to the basics in this this downtime. You know, it's like the Lord said, I want you to step, step aside, be still, and know that I'm God. And... Um, Prayer, you know, we can't do much else, but we can pray. And so, um, I've been praying with uh, some of the pastors' wives on Wednesdays, um, and we're able to do that the FaceTime. And I think the most we've had on there is five at a time, and that's been just a really sweet blessing. Um, and yes, last night you were saying um, when we pray. I think it was last night or Wednesday. Yesterday. Yeah. Okay, this is Thursday. Yeah. Okay, so. Um, last night you were saying, you know what, when you pray, when we pray, do we pray believing? You know, and, and not so much that we're praying for ourselves, but we're praying for other people. We're praying, um, if we pray for ourselves, it's one of those, Lord, um, finding out what pleases Him. Lord, help us to know what pleases you, and prayer really does. Um, and so we've been praying, and then Praise the Lord. We've been able to um, pray on Saturday mornings again here. And um, just the different people, you know, who come and pray to hear their hearts. Um, And they are praying with believing. And, man, is God ever showing up for and showing off for our church? We've had several, I mean, really serious prayers answered. And I'm just really, really grateful. But... um, Though we are separated, this is in our pastor's wife's prayer time, though we're separated by distance, we are way more united in heart. And hearing people's hearts as they pray for others, that's the best thing ever. And you know what, Pastor Ron? They love you. (laughs) (laughs) They pray for you a lot. So, But do we pray believing? You know, even in this thing while we're at home uh, so many of the moms and dads are now school teachers and they probably didn't believe that they could ever be and yet they're getting it they're getting it one of my one of my kids I call grandkids he is doing so well because he's learning how to be still and and take serious his schoolwork instead of, you know, kind of being class clown. Um, 
he's doing very, very well. And when I heard that, I just started crying because I've been praying for him, you know. And so maybe all of this is just for him so he can really know when school <laughs> comes back in what he's truly capable of. It's it's just been a wonderful thing to hear the the pastor's wives pray um, for the wisdom, knowledge and wisdom for the leadership of Calvary Chapel San Antonio um, is sweet. Um, to hear them praying for Pastor Principal Will, who's here every day, you know, um, making sure that the kids know they're cared for, keeping all the paperwork going, doing chapel every day, and he's such a great presenter. Um, they pray for our school, uh, pray for all those at Malta Medical, but keep them safe. They're, they're frontline people, yeah. for sure. Yeah. And so, go ahead. Let's take a break. We've got uh, Jimmy holding on line one. Jimmy, thanks for calling. You're on the air. Well, hi. How are you doing? Good, Jimmy. How are you? Hey, today is the National Day of Prayer, right? Yes. Okay. So, you're on the radio. <laughs> I the radio one. Uh, I, was, I, was, I wasn't sure if it was. But I know we pray every day. As Christians, we pray every day. But I know the government says today's the National Day of Prayer. Right? Yep. All right. Well, do you have to, um, anyway, I'm so grateful to God because, and I know that He's always revealing things to me, and and uh, He's showing me what's true, what's not true, and uh, I mean, uh, I'm going to go to a Bible-based church. You know, I was going to a church with my wife because I love her and I want to be with her. But I got to make a decision, and. Uh, Jesus comes first, because he's my first love, and by me being obedient to him, what he's asking me to do, hopefully my wife will come and follow me. Jimmy, that's a a great subject for you to be praying fervently about uh, on this day of prayer, so... Thank you, Jimmy. Appreciate it very, very much. God bless you, dear friend. Mm-hmm. 340-9585 for your live calls and questions. Now, Paul, you know I've always had a love-hate relationship with the National Day of Prayer. <laughs> okay. And it's one of those things where um, we get all excited about a day and ignore prayer the rest of the time. Now, both of those things don't have to be true. But, um, you know, uh, the, the idea that that we have a day set aside for prayer indicates a complete misunderstanding about what prayer is. We can't survive a day without prayer. Uh, you know, it's it's just talking with Jesus. And if we are not every day, throughout the day, talking with Jesus, then we're the ones who are missing out. And getting back to what you said before about my study last night with Noah, Noah really prayed expecting, you know, he opened that window expecting to see dry land, expecting to see the new world that he was afraid of but going out into. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I, I think when we, we see things like a National Day of Prayer, uh, I think that the, the pre- presumption is that, well, God's not just going to answer my prayers. And, and we gotta, we got to get past that. Especially in difficult times like this, we got to get past that. You know, um, yesterday when I was out walking and running with the Lord, I run and then, and then I slow down. I'm and I'm praying while I'm running, um, but you know, it's more like help get time, Lord. But but you know, I go a long way so I can walk and just really take the time and pray. And um, I said, you know, Lord, if you have anything to share with me, if there's anything I need to know, I'm here. I'm your servant and I'm listening. And, you know, there wasn't a bunch. It, it wasn't like, oh, got notes, mm-hmm. you know, take some notes. Mm-hmm. Um, but but I have the confidence, the relationship with him is so rich that I have the confidence to know that if I need to know something, I'm going to know it. Mm-hmm. And in the times that I don't hear from him, it's not because he's not speaking or it's not because he's uh, withholding something. 
um, it's because I'm doing fine. Mm -hmm. And I think one of the things that we need to learn to do in this matter of praying is just accept the fact, enjoy the fact that we're doing fine a lot of the times. And every day isn't a breaking news day yeah, with yeah. God like it is here on earth. Yeah. It's, it's more of a, a day that says, um, I want to be close to you, Jesus. And sometimes I just think he just warms up and smiles so big and, 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 and his response would be, that's all I want. Mm-hmm. I want to be with you. Mm-hmm. We had some friends. They're still friends. They just don't live here anymore. And I used to, I used to love when we would go to their house for dinner. Well, they had this. It wasn't a recliner. You know, it's, you know who I'm talking about. And, but they had this chair. There are pictures on my prayer wall. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, but they had this, just this chair that had an ottoman, but it was a big enough, wide enough chair that the two of them fit in there together. And that's how I feel like Jesus is. He's sitting in that chair, and he keeps inviting us, or you know, to come and sit with him. And uh, there doesn't have to be a lot of conversation. He just wants us to be under his wing. I tried to get them to give me that chair. I know you did. I was, I was praying with you, Pastor Ron. I sure was. Okay, we've got a call from Bolverde, Paula. Greg on line two. Greg, thanks for calling. You're on the air. Hey, thanks for uh, taking my call here. And I love Thursdays because Paula's on. I get to hear Paula. Oh, you're so sweet. Thank you. Hey, um, what I want to ask y'all is, does God any speak to us through dreams, give us messages through dreams? If so, how do we know that it is from God or just a dream? Okay, mm-hmm. great, great question, Greg. And Paula is our, the dreamer in our house, um, so I'll let you answer first, Paula. Mm-hmm. There's been several times that the Lord, um, through dreams, and now I've had a lot of dreams, uh, and they aren't all from the Lord, of course. M- most aren't. Most, most definitely are not. And in some cases, I'm glad they're not. But every once in a while, I'll have a dream, and it's kind of like he'll say, remember this one. And um, sometimes, um, oh, shoot, I might cry. It's okay. You've cried before in the show. I know, but this this one, not to scare you, but um, one time I had a dream about Ron's mom. She had gotten real sick, and the Lord showed me, how she was going to die and what was going to happen. And this is before Ron got saved. And, uh, I mean, from the tubes in her, in her, on her face and the IVs and all that stuff to um, his older brother not being able to go into the hospital room because uh, he, couldn't, he could not make the decision to pull the plug. I mean, it was so detailed. And I thought, oh, Lord, please don't let this be real. But it was kind of like the Lord saying, no, I need you. Because Ron wasn't saved at the time. He said, Paula, I need you to be prepared so that you don't fall apart. Because she was my best friend. She was just Ron's mom. (laughs) Um, But it happened exactly like that. Um, I had another dream, you know, at the San Antonio thing. So (laughs) the Lord prepared me for that, too, where... I could see San Antonio in my dreams, and I sometimes I would think, "Am I asleep, or am I awake?" Because I kept seeing San Antonio everywhere. And sure enough, the Lord was preparing me when He came to say, "I think the Lord's wanting us to go to San Antonio." And I was thinking, "San Antonio, yeah, I keep hearing that, but Texas." <laughs> uh, and so, yeah, but most of the dreams are not from the Lord, but every once in a while they are, and they come true is how you know. Yeah, and Greg, I would add that, that you know, Paul's had more than just those dreams, and uh, I've had very few that, that I knew were from the Lord. Um, and clearly God speaks to us in dreams. Um, there's biblical precedent for that. And here's what we've got to do. When we have a dream, and it's just one of those things, and I, I can't explain really how we know it's from the Lord, but there's just something deeper about it, something different about it. 
and we know. And, and for me, I always sort of take that as a file this away. And so if, if you believe that God is speaking to you in a dream, um, ask him to reveal the meaning of the dream. What am I supposed to do with this dream, Lord? I want to honor you. I want to be obedient. So what, what am I supposed to do with this dream? And then trust him with it, Greg, because if he gives you a dream, he wants you to know what it means. And he will tell you what it means at just the right time. I think sometimes we put ourselves a lot of pressure on ourselves, Paula, to, to uh, well, I know that dream was from God. What does it mean? And we'll come up with all these interpretations on our own. Mm-hmm. Um, what I do is I just file them away. And at just the right time, you know, in Daniel chapter 9, after the, the, the dream of the, the end, the very end, and Daniel was beside himself, in chapter 10 we find that, that the, the, the answer to the dream was withheld in the spiritual realm for 21 days. Mm-hmm. Um, I've had the meaning of dreams withheld from me for, for a couple of years. Mm-hmm. And then finally, uh, at, at just the right time, um, God will bring that dream back to remembrance and show me as he's fulfilling the dream. So, Greg, don't put pressure on yourself to interpret it. Don't fall for anybody who says, and there's a lot of people out there, well, I have the gift of interpreting dreams. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't. It's, the dream is very personal. It's you and the Lord. So simply trust that that was a dream from God, that there's a message in it, because God's character is so true and so faithful that when... You need to know what that dream means. You'll know it. And so just file it away. Mm -hmm. And I would also add, Greg, keep it as a matter of prayer. Um, uh, Regularly bring it up in your prayer time before the Lord. Say, Jesus, I'm ready to hear whatever the the, the prayer or whatever the dream meant. Um, uh, I'm your servant and I will respond by faith and I'll be obedient. And uh, at just the right time, Greg, you'll get the answer to the prayer. But yeah, he does speak to us in dreams. Mm -hmm. Um, um, Paula, you've had some visions. Mm -hmm. I was going to say that, in fact, uh, on Sunday, at the top of my my page of taking notes, I said, we're back at CCSA for the first Sunday in seven weeks. And so as you were speaking um, in, in... uh, service number one, because I have number one service marked down here, that, that should have been the one you should have chosen to record. <laughs> you, the, title, the title of the message was, The World is Never Going to Be the Same as We Know It. And then uh, the subtitle was, How to Live in the New Normal World in These Last Days. And you said, Don't forget God is in the boat with us. And it took me back to that vision, that picture of you and I, coming, you know, to the boat from opposite ends and untying and getting into that boat with Jesus and then looking back um, and seeing several people running after the boat, not Pastor Ron and Paula, but running after the boat with Jesus in it, wanting to go where he's going. Um, This vision was several people, a lot of people running out to the water to try to get into that boat. And yet beyond them, some were just paralyzed on the sand. I'm not going to go into that water. You know, it's too scary. Jesus is too far away. They're too far away now. Um, and, 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 of course, the boat just is to a horizon. What's on the other side of that horizon? I don't know, you know, kind of a thing. And then either farther back from them on the shore is the forest or wilderness. And there were some, you could see eyes, bodies and eyes, but they're not coming out of that wilderness. Mm-hmm. They're just going to stay there. That came flooding back to my mind when you said, don't forget God is in the boat because Noah in the boat. In my translation, in the New Living Translation, it says they floated safely, you know, there's no guarantee that we're going to float safely. You talked about the ark being there to protect the people inside. It wasn't made for seaworthiness. Uh-uh. It but, was because God was holding it yeah, up. But. He was going to hold it up. But they weren't going to just, it's not just smooth sailing. And so in that vision, 
and it's pretty obvious that we're on, we're at the horizon, but we don't know, you and I, we don't know even what's on the other side, you know, farther out into that water, um, but we're in the boat with Jesus. Yeah. Um, you know, Paul, I took that to mean, and Greg, I hope that helps. Greg, one other thing, um, uh, every night when I go to bed, uh, I ask the Lord to protect my dreams and nightmares mm-hmm. because I have, yeah. I'm under attack and have yeah, no, you nightmares. Hit me in the forehead a yeah, times I have nightmares like crazy. Um, but but I, I ask him to speak to me in the dream. Lord, if I need to hear anything, if I'm missing anything, speak to me in the dream. I want I want to be clear. So um, um, yeah, I, I certainly expect that God will speak to you that way. So have at it. Thank you, Greg, for calling. Um, you know, Paula, when you uh, shared that with me on Sunday, um, my first thought was that that part of that dream was fulfilled uh, as we came back for the first time Sunday from the from the quarantine, mm-hmm. and people could come back into church. Um, uh, it, it was like a lot of those scared people who didn't come, or those who were back in the wilderness, or those who were on the beach, just a little bit afraid to come out. And um, and we're just in the boat with Jesus and people are running. Some are running and we had a lot of people so thrilled to be here. Uh, at the same time, uh, the numbers of the people that just wouldn't quite cross the beach and get in the boat uh, were greater than the number of people who came. Yeah. And and I think that was uh, uh, just so, sort of Lord ex- explaining um, uh, sort of a, a timely and a practical application of that dream. I don't think that was the, the main focus of the dream mm-hmm. all those many years ago, mm-hmm. but but I think he was explaining to me uh, through that dream all over again yeah. what he was doing. Yeah. Paula, we're, in, we're inside five minutes, so. Yeah. You know, I'm just thankful to the Lord that he never gives up on us. Um, again, I, keep, I can keep going back to that, that uh, the great story ever told where the different levels of faith in the Lord were in the room where the angel of death passed by, you know. And, 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 and seriously, you're the one singing the dirge, Pastor Ron, you know. <laughs> he will never leave you or forsake you. <laughs> you know I'm funny. But anyway, <laughs> it's so true. If you he, do say so yourself. Oh, yeah, I do say so myself. I am funny, and I love this crazy sense of humor he gave me because it makes me laugh at myself <laughs> because... Sometime I need to hear that dirge say, you know, he will never leave you or forsake you. <laughs> <laughs> he who began the good work in you will be faithful to complete it. <laughs> Just stay in the boat, Paula. Just stay in the boat. Don't jump out. And so his patience with all of us, you know, it, it takes time. And you keep telling us, you've been telling, if you give God a chance to show off for you, then you'll be able to trust him more the next time. Well, we got to be sure we give him that opportunity. You know, that's the coolest thing in prayer. Pray believing, Lord, you know I'm afraid, but I'm going to still, I'm going to still go. I'm not going to, you know, it, yeah, my, in my mind, I'm different. I'm more aware of, ooh, there's germs out here. You know, I've always <laughs> been a hand washer anyway, but I'm doing like double hand washing. Um, but Lord, I don't want that to paralyze me or keep me from doing what you called me to do. I'm Pastor Ron's wife. I, I get to go to church, you know. Um, all three services on Sunday now. That's a praise of the Lord. On Monday, I went to Pastor Ken's study on Monday. I wanted to be in church. I don't care. <laughs> Just let me go to church, Lord. Um, Let me see somebody besides Ron. <laughs> oh, no, it's not so much that. But it's so cute. That's, I told you that, too. You know, the guy's... The Bible's the Bible, but they, I don't know, they kind of sound like you a little bit, you know. And I think that's how it's supposed to be. The dad kind of passes down the good stuff and the kids get the good stuff. They need the the stuff that they shouldn't, you know, which isn't much. But, um, yeah, Lord, you know I'm afraid, and yet I trust you. I trust you. You're going to be with me, and so, Lord... I'm going to church, and I'm going to look at my people in the eyes, and I'm going to be thankful. There's some people, Ron, who just got saved before this whole thing happened. They came to church that first Friday saying— We couldn't have kept them away. No way. They had to be here. They had to. 
And, um, you know, I don't really know them well. The people I know, I mean, it's easy to hug them. But the ones I don't really know, um, the Lord's saying, hands down, heart open. You love them. You get to love them. Remember, he told me already the Isaiah 54. Um, Paula, enlarge have, the place of your tent, stretch yeah. your tent curtains wide. We have, we have one young woman who's, who's um, come out of, um, of an aberrant lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And um, everything about her has changed. Mm-hmm. And, and when all this started, when, it, when it just a brand new Christian, she's come out of it a completely different person. Yeah. There's light. There's yeah. joy. Yeah. She physically looks different. Mm-hmm. She's got a smile. She just she she calls the people and <laughs> that she well are, we, are you going to take me to church? Mm-hmm. Or are we going to do a Bible study? Are we mm-hmm. gonna, and um, y- you know that's that's what pleases the Lord. Yeah, yeah. Those are great things. Mm-hmm. One minute, Paula. Well, what do you have to say? National Day of Prayer. Well, I just want to pray with Jesus, not with. Buddha or Allah or anybody else. <laughs> Just Jesus. That's been our, my issue. So, Lord Jesus, may the people get saved. May those who are saved be emboldened yeah. to share you. you once again, we apologize for, <laughs> for any problem we caused you. Uh, maybe you can call back tomorrow. May the Lord bless you and keep you. You've been listening to the Date Day edition of the program. We'll see you tomorrow at 4 o'clock on AM 630, The Word. Thanks for spending this time with Calvary Chapels, The Word to Stand On for Life with Pastor Ron Arbaugh. The Word to Stand On for Life is on every weekday afternoon at 4, and Pastor Ron invites you to find out more about Calvary Chapel at calvarysa.com. The Word to Stand On for Life was sponsored by Calvary Chapel of San Antonio. Oh, yeah.